Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing Sumbrum, which is a game set in a dark, bleak, and mysterious fantasy world. This game may include topics or events that some listeners may find uncomfortable or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... So, what kind of goodies are in this pile before the uh, the throne, as it were? Gold, silver, jewels, um, lots of Again, not a lot of artifacts, especially you can tell, which is the big ticket items, but it's definitely treasure. Like it's, it's definitely stuff you could sell for a much easier price. Like no, it's not gonna require special vendors. It's stuff you could melt down and just sell for the components. Hypothetically, it's lots of kind of like goblets and stuff. It's, it is an eclectic collection though, too. Like it's definitely kind of the loot of many locations, if that makes any sense. Like your guess earlier, if we should give it an offering. That wasn't a bad call, actually. Definitely appears to see what was going on here. Yeah, we should have never messed with the offering table. What were you doing? That's bad. Instinct. It just had to reach out. Bad instinct. So what's the plan? Are we actually going to take this crown back to our... our uh... Well, that's what he wants. I mean, I would warn him not to wear it. Yeah, if only we could take this horrible body back with us to show him as a warning. I mean, we could. Why can't we? Fair enough. Throw it on the cart. <laughs> I'd rather use the cart space for some extra gold. Um, I will say that as kind of the bodies are lying there in the pools of their own blood, the blood is starting to dissolve the bodies. I guess let's start loading stuff up and get out of here. This place is creepy. Agreed. Agreed. I would say grab the crown line. Just hightail it out. Not going to grab any other treasure? No, no, no. Load the wagon up first with other treasure, then grab the crown last and head out of here. All right. I'm going to go guard our wagon. I'll, I'll just wait out there. Maybe we should only take what we can carry on our person. I mean, that might be smart, but... We can always, like, decide that later if we dump the cart. A cart full of treasure might draw unwanted attention. Oh, I mean... You also, wouldn't be other adventures would dare rob us, would you? I mean, that's horrible. Are we going back through the silk court? Well, if we're going to take the cart, we're going to have to. You would also know that from this point on, you could just go south and eventually be out of Davakar. That might be faster than trying to follow the path you took here. Why don't we just do that to begin with? 
because you had to follow the path to it. Oh, you're just okay. getting back to civilization at this point. Once you're out of Davakar, it's kind of easy. It's easy traversal. Once you get to kind of a more traverse part, you can just follow it back. But yeah, you were following clues to get here. Now that you're getting back, you can just go south beeline as best you can and get the hell out of here as fast as you can, hypothetically. Would it be passable with the cart, or do I have to leave the cart? Like, I'm af- I was afraid, like, in the forest, like, we wouldn't even really be able to tell what's north, south, east, or west. No, you, you can tell that. Like, the sun rises in the right locations. Compasses, in theory, still work. Oh, okay. Most, yeah, it, maybe not where you're at right now. That might be a weird spot, but the rest of the, the, rest of the forest is kind of, for lack of a phrase, normal Davakar. I didn't know how crazy this place got. It can get that crazy. You're not wrong in that suspicion. But yeah, nothing you pass so far indicates it won't. But you travel normally. And yeah, your cart might have some problems. But like at least getting out of here, you could follow the path. And yeah, yeah. It, you could also, like, once you're safely, you could climb a tree and see what the tree line looks like, hypothetically. So the idea of us just carrying what we can each carry and just heading south and ditching the cart, a bad one. Not a bad one at all, no. What do you guys think about that idea? But, but one of us will carry the crown. Well, I'm not carrying that thing. Or we'll take turns. But I will volunteer to carry who's ever share carries the crown. I think it's obvious that Stout carries the crown. I we'll will carry the crown. Alright, yeah. Yeah, why, uh, why bother with the cart? We can just get out of here sooner. Load up our persons, take the crown back. Yeah, it's also the argument hypothetically to be made that um, your your benefactor only really cares about the crown. Like you could hypothetically bury the treasure you bring back and then come back for it once you're free or something like that, and not have to split in for it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he said he'd take the crown, and then we split everything else. Did he? I think Yarkin thinks he's getting a cut of whatever you bring back, including the crown. The crown is his, but... Crown's his. That's what he wanted. The rest of it's ours. I feel like Gorin would have some good caches on the uh, edge of the the forest. It's treasure. Aryan treasure is definitely a thing you could do, hypothetically. It would make a certain amount of sense. Like, in finding your way back would be no more complicated than just making sure you know you buried it. I mean, yeah, let's just show up with the crown and be like, here you go. Yeah, the rest is ours. Yeah, I, some of you took some damage, too. You definitely have a compelling story of, like, yo, things got rough, we got the crown, and got out of there as fast as we could. <laughs> yep. Hey, you didn't expect to stay around, did you? I'm not getting paid enough for that. Uh, I definitely want to grab, like, we have a horse, right? Yeah, you have horses you can pull off the wagon, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I want to go out and I want to unhook the horses and uh, I want to make up some saddlebags just using the boards and stuff. You can probably salvage those from other people around here, too. Like, the various camps probably have something you could grab. But so, are you the only one outside right now? Yeah, I'll go outside. I don't know if anybody else is coming outside because I was going to start preparing stuff. Uh-oh, am I going to die because one time? Well, I'll grab the crown and start heading out. All right, so I guess, like, is Roa outside? Or is everyone outside looting the 
uh, offering pile, if you will? Like who, like who's where at this point? Because it does matter a little bit. I went outside to prepare the the horses and um, Martha for carrying loot, and we're sure. gonna ditch the cart. The the other three were probably still around the loot pile. All right, picking, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that's that's the scene over. So you can reset your corruptions back to zero at that point. Some time's passing. Roa's outside making the saddlebags or salvaging the saddlebags as best she can. She's kind of regretting maybe not bringing Marthal inside, given what they ran into in there. But it's also probably safer outside. As the only one outside, though, give me a vigilance check at plus two. Okay. And does Marthal also get one? You can if you fail, but you're not gonna be kind of. He's not gonna be super useful in this case. Okay. Well, I got a uh, seven out of thirteen. So. Yeah. So. Okay. As you're kind of setting up the horses for stuff, um, you notice something weird. So this kind of thick fog you've been seeing, this ground cover, it's blowing as if it's kind of being drawn into the feasting hall. Like you're looking at it, say it's slowly kind of flowing, being sucked into you. It's moving ever so slowly into the feasting hall. And now that you're kind of aware of this, you hear just echoing around the inside of the hall. It sounds like breaths almost or something like that. Just kind of a slow inhale and exhale of breath. Like it's not, doesn't seem to line up with the fog moving, but definitely kind of you hear it's not a natural set of wind almost. It's almost like something's waking up or shaking something off. Yeah, what time of day is it? Is it coming later in the day? Yeah, you've been at this for a little while. Like it's not night yet, but you're, we'll probably say it's like mid afternoon by now or something. After all the stuff you've been through. What? Okay. Um. All right. I have a theory, and Roa's just gonna go with that. Uh, I will turn around and kind of yell back into the hall. I think the revelers are coming back for their feast. I think we need to leave now. Like. Now, now, grab what you can. Let's go. And I'm going to start loading up treasure that was already out here. Sure. All right. So the three of you inside. Uh, you hear kind of Roa screaming about something. Give me a vigilance to see how well you hear. You're quite a distance away at this point. Eight out of ten success. One out of twelve success. Whoa, stout. Seventeen out of fourteen failure. A lot of treasure there. It's good treasure, too. Yeah, it's no frills treasure, but it's treasure. Yeah, so Scotsman, you don't quite hear this. You kind of hear Roa screaming about something from outside. But Stout and Gorin, you hear her warning. And as you're hearing this, you kind of hear a crack or a creaking sound, kind of like a tree blowing in the wind or something. And it's coming from where the throne was. What's going on with the Wicker Man? So, the Wicker Man is beginning to move. It's very slow in its movements, but like in every sound of it moving is making cracking, kind of branch bending sounds. Like it's loud in what it's doing, but it has slowly kind of moved into a more human pose. Maybe not slowly. You heard it making all those sounds all of a sudden, and it's taken a step a small one away from where it was leaning up against the tree, kind of towards you. Give me a Vigilant again, this time at plus three, because you're already now realizing there's a bunch of weird going on. Out fail. 
Success for Gorn. I succeeded this time, 11 out of 14. All right, so those of you that succeeded, you see that the bodies that were at the feasting tables are starting to kind of come back to life. They're they're moving. They're also kind of jarring themselves up a little bit. Those of you that are old enough or remember the war before people started coming to Ambria, this is some dark one bullshit. This is some pure necromancy type of stuff. And you're now noticing the kind of the flow of the smoke, the kind of the flow of the fog, and it's definitely kind of going up into these bodies. It's definitely going up into the wicker effigy thing, and the effigy is beginning to glow with a kind of an inner fire, almost like a deep kind of amber color of some kind. Like a, it's a hateful amber. It's kind of it's spreading out the various cracks. It's starting to smoke some, and it starts to move towards you. And the bodies, they're not quite functional yet. But they still—they all start trying to kind of turn and move towards you as well. Let's run. Yeah, I think this is a runaway situation. Yep. Stop. Agree. Car- carry me. Uh, you have to get on my back because I have a crown. <laughs> or do you think we can all reasonably run out of there? It's—it's <laughs> it's undead. They're not exactly fast, but they're not like fully moving yet either. Like that's. Uh, how uh, it's up to you kind of thing. Like it would totally make sense to drop the crown and try and grab Gorn and make a bolt for it. It would totally make sense for him to jump on your back. They're not like coming at you yet. It's more kind of like reaching hands and shifting bodies and stuff like that at this point. Don't drop the crown. I'll crawl on your back. What does that take? A quick or something? I'll let you just do that. We're not, we're kind of not, we're just think a little bit different for the time being. So you're going to start running out of this place. Yep. All right. So, I maintain pace with them. Yeah. I'm not going to run ahead of them. Yeah. So you take off, and the wicker thing has started to move at you. It's it's slow. It's big. It's kind of got that kind of kaiju effect of it looks like it's moving in slow motion, but for something that big, it's actually moving quite quickly. And the flames in it are definitely kind of getting hotter and brighter, and the space is starting to fill with just this unnatural flame light emanating from inside of it. But more importantly, all the bodies you're running past are starting to kind of reach at you. Everyone give me a defense as you run. You get a plus one on this. Nope. I would not have gotten it anyway. But you did roll pretty dang good for your armor. Yeah, four damage, four damage negated. Alright, so yeah. you're not taking any damage. Give me a... Um, so, this is where things get a little bit bad. If you failed, give me a strong at minus five. So I think Peter's the only one who failed, I guess. Yep. 10 out of 13. Failed big time, 8 out of 13. All right, so one of these bodies just grabs Gorin and drags him off of Stout's back, kind of to the ground. What do the rest of you two do? Do I keep running? Like, uh, who's coming back to help him? Is no one coming back to help him? What's the plan? Skusmer, don't leave me. Stop. I, sh- I shoot it. All right, so you're not going to combat with it? I guess. Yeah. All right, so you get it. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, make a sh- uh, make an attack on it. Any modifier? Nope, it's got zero for defense, so it's uh, neutral at that point. Two out of 14, seven damage. All right, so kind of this arrow hits into it. It does damage, but it's still kind of starting to kind of almost crawl on top of Goran. Goran, you get to kind of have a reaction. You are on the ground, though, so this thing's uh, kind of getting at you. Do you have a knife or anything that you can use to hit it? Like, I know you have your bow, but you can't do that. I got a dagger. All right. 
Yeah, so give me an... Uh, let's you have a special modifier, an accurate plus one on that. Or sorry, uh, plus zero. No, I was reading the wrong thing. Uh, three out of 14, damage three. Yeah. So you kind of just stab into its head or something. That seems to disrupt it enough. You can shrug it off. You're on the ground now, so give me a quick check. Failed. 16 right, out of five. It's going to take you a couple seconds to get up, and more of the bodies are coming at you. So one of the bodies actually now... What are you doing through all this stuff? Are you still running towards the exit? Did you stop? Did you? What are you doing? Well, I'd like to stop and just see if I can rip him off. Oh, he's, he's fine now. He's just on the ground. Can I help pick him up? You're kind of carrying the crown. You can, yeah, give me a strength check. A strong, I guess. Ah, fail. Yeah, you're holding this crown. It's kind of awkward. Like, it makes a certain amount of sense. So, yeah, so you, kind of, you guys have all done this, and some bodies are coming at you. Everyone give me a defense roll at plus one. Uh, except Gorin, who gives me a defense roll at minus one. Doubt succeeds. Eight out of 14. I got a hit. I rolled an 18 out of 13. I negated two damage. Alright. I got hit and negated four damage. Alright, so these things don't do a ton of damage because they're just kind of bodies, so if you uh, if you they do four damage, so if you did more less than that on armor, you take two damage. Alright, so we're back at the top of this. Um, so the first one to do stuff was Skutsmurf for this. What are you doing? I'm not on the ground or anything? No, you're not on the ground. Gorn's on the ground. Dragged off the back. He's still on the ground, yeah, because he didn't succeed on the check. Am I, am I near him? You can try and pick him up if you want, yeah. Alright, I try to pull him up. Alright, give me a strength check. A strong. Ooh, rolled a one. Yeah, you, you you pull him to his feet kind of thing. Uh, the things are kind of starting to crawl towards you. To his foot. You're right, yeah, to his foot. And more importantly, the wicker thing is kind of, it's it's gaining on you. It's not moving fast, but kind of in all of this commotion, it's definitely caught up. It's starting to kind of lean down. You're seeing into its kind of just terrible, burning, gigantic deer skull eyes as part of this effigy. It's kind of reaching a hand out across all the tables like it puts a hand out to smashes through the tables and the various bodies it echoes around the room the kind of the floor almost shakes with that and it kind of lets out like a, just a low it's not a moan it's almost like a call or a like a throat gurgle of some kind at you almost like a sheep bleeding sound of something kind of a dark and ominous and like again like it's just horrifying being in this thing's presence Goran you're up next what do you do you gotta start running Yep, running. All right. Stout, what do you do? You going to go back to running? Yep. Yep. All right, so everyone's moving. Everyone give me a defense check again. Modifier. <sighs> um, sorry, yeah, plus one, on the de- plus one on the defense check. Still lost. Damage negated was one. So I take three damage? Yep, they do three damage. So that puts me out. All right, so that knocks you down, and death is uh, being knocked down is definitely not the end in Simbrum. There's a whole fun set of death rules. So that's kind of our monsters thing. But you are knocked to the ground again, which is a problem with everything going on at this point. So let's see a our first death roll of this. So roll one d twenty. Three. 
All right, so the way death roll, the death test work is you kind of have some ranges. If you get a 1, you get to pop back up with 1d4 toughness. A 2 to 10, you get to do those kind of indefinitely. You're not dead, but you're not getting better. 11 to 19, you have you get three of those and you die, and you roll a nat 20, you just die right out. So yeah, you're lying on the ground, you're not dead, you're definitely out of it though at this point. Um, you can't do anything. Scotsmer, what are you going to do next? Okay, help me out. So he is, he's down, down. In the unconscious, yeah. He's unconscious on the ground. Are they on him? Not yet. The answer is they're kind of all over the place at this point. I try to. I'm going to make an attempt to drag him. All right, yeah. So give me. Uh, you're trying to drag him and not lift him. Give me a uh, strength plus one. I failed it. Nineteen out of eleven. Yeah, no. Uh, not much you can do against this stout. What are you doing? He's on the ground, dying. Unconscious, yeah. Like he's not in great shape. He will die hypothetically eventually. How big is this helmet? Do I need two hands to carry it to the crown? Um, you could carry it with one hand. It's awkward though. But yeah, it's you could always put it on. I feel like that might be the only way to save him is to try to put it on, but I don't know what will happen exactly. You could also try throwing it. Like, uh, what are you thinking? What are you trying to do? How close are we to the door? Um, you could get there in a turn or two, probably. Assuming you kind of remain unimpeded again. Yeah, I, I don't want to lose the crown because I'm worried that one of these zombies might pick it up and bring it to the Wicker Man or something and we'll have to fight the effigy to, effigy to get it back. Um, I'll try to pick him up. As well. Maybe hand the crown to Skutzma or something? Can any of us carry it? Yeah, it's not that heavy. It's just it's kind of big and awkward. Oh, yeah, I can try that. When you say big and awkward, is it is it bigger than a... I mean, it's bigger than, like, a basketball. Yeah, it's... Think of, like, the skull part is, like, probably the size of a basketball. It's the horns that come off of it that make it a bit more... It's heavier than a basketball, definitely. Think of, like, trying to carry a bowling ball. Oh. Okay. I thought... Uh, for some reason, I thought it was bigger. Okay, it's it um, is bigger than that, but kind of weight wise, it's not insane. Again, it's like it's mostly it's 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 an oversized deer skull kind of thing. It, the entire thing fits around and looks proportional to a person that's eight feet tall as kind of their head. So it's it's big, but not like insanely big. The effigy is huge. I take it. All right, you gotta try and pick them up. Yeah, and I'd like to try to pick him up and just do like a fireman's carry kind yep, of thing. Yeah, alright, that's that raw strength. I'll work with that. <laughs> Come on, Stout. Not being a very good ogre here. Let's see some defense rolls again. Does Peter make a defense roll? No, he's down on the ground. He doesn't do anything. They're not really in, like, there's no down hits, I guess, in this game, which is nice. Stout defends. Dodges, whatever, once again. Yeah, you're successfully kind of weaving and dodging through all these attacks. Let's see that death test, though. 16. Alright, so that puts us in the 11 to 19 category, so get two more of these, and Gorin, for lack of a better phrase, bleeds out, but you don't get better, you don't get worse at this exact point in time. Skotsmer, you've got the skull. Um, you got to try and help, you just got to take off running at this point. Or not the skull, the crown. 
I'm going to make a resolute test. All right, to do what? Entangle vines. All right. What does entangle vines do? By rolling a successful resolute test, the mystic calls forth entangling vines or roots from out of the earth and can ensnare an enemy. The ensnared creature cannot move, but can use ranged weapons and powers. The creature right. is ensnared until the mystic fails a resolute arrow strength, or resolute arrow strong. The arrow is pointing to the left, which is odd when you read left to right, but anyway, whatever that means. Uh, test. I know what that means. So, yeah. All okay. right. So, do the resolute starting first. the following turn. It specifically says starting the following turn. Yep. All right. So, kind of just vines erupt out of the ground everywhere, binding stuff in place. Yep. 12. Uh, it says it says a creature, so I guess I would target the wicker thing. But, um. Okay. If, 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 if I can entangle, if you're going to rule that the zombies get entangled too, I'm cool with that. But it says um, a creature. Yeah, so I was so. gonna give you. I was gonna give you this on this one. So something about this place, the wrongness of it, the about there's a giant wicker effigy thing. It just erupts everywhere, kind of thing. It's it's wild. Like it's it's way overkill at this point. The whatever's happening here is amplifying you in a major way. Uh, but I also need to see that uh, corruption test now. And I'm back down to zero corruption because of last yep. time, right? Yep. Two. All right, so that's not shaking. It's not increased up to four. Oh shit! Okay, that's good. I'm I'm fine with it. Yep. Yeah. So kind of the world is wrapped in thorns. Scotsman's just done this thing. Uh, so now you gotta try and pick him up. Uh, I think this time we're just gonna try to drag him. All right, give me a strong. Give me a strong plus one, actually, because you're dragging him. All right, success this time. Nine out of sixteen. Awesome. Yes, you take off just dragging him as hard as you can across the ground. Alright, so it says Resolute Against Strength was the kind of test for this one? Yes. Alright, so, give me a Resolute chest at minus... You should get a plus 5 on that, actually, yeah. Give me a Resolute plus 5. Okay. No, wait, no, 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 no. I'm reading the wrong thing. I'll take the plus 5. Uh, it's not plus five. That's that's discrete. Sorry, to minus five. Yeah, that makes more sense. Son of a bitch. Twelve out of eight failure. Uh, yeah, so just kind of with a fiery, otherworldly roar and a chuckle, this thing just snaps all the vines holding it, and kind of it resumes its slow, kind of half crawl, half walk towards you. Uh, it kind of it slams a foot. Uh, uh, give me a. Yeah, give me a defense plus one against this thing. Four out of 13, enemy missed. Nice. So kind of like its, its hand comes just down around you, its thumb, or what is essentially its thumb just kind of rams into the ground, its fingers around your you standing in a tent made of this thing's monstrous hand. It kind of looks out a bellow of frustration at you as you, as it manages to kind of successfully miss you completely with this thing. It's not prehensile, so it can't drag, grab you easily, but kind of like it slowly starts to raise its hand back up. All right, give me another death test. Ten. You do not get worse. It's kind of still unconscious, but not getting closer to death, not getting worse from death. All right. Stout, you got to keep dragging him? Yep. We're just heading for the door. All right. Give me a strong plus one. 
Seven out of 16. Yes. Success. You finally kind of managed to escape the area the undead are in. You can see kind of confused as to what the hell's going on in there. Roja standing kind of silhouetted against the outside world, just like in the door frame kind of thing. You're dragging him. Get out of there! Go, go, go! Skutzimer, what do you do? Uh, its hand is no longer down, right? Yeah, it's yeah. you can move freely. Book it. Alright. Just kind of racing after them. Yeah, you're getting out of there. All right, so give me a resolute against. See if the zombies get free now. And was this minus or plus? Um, this is also plus. minus five. Thirteen out of eight. Yeah, so kind of like just with an kind of like a clattering, like hissing sound of sorts. Just kind of old bones moving in unison. You just hear other vines start snapping around the place. It's just kind of the undead free themselves as well and kind of just start moving in unison out towards you. You're all ahead of them, though. You're kind of ahead of this wave of undeath as it comes at you, and you're all taking off. You're all booking it. You're kind of out of combat now since you're outside of the zone of these things. You're just making a beeline for the horses and for Roa at this point. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not making any decisions. <laughs> Peter is actively doing nothing. Fair enough. Throw me on the horse, please. Yeah, I think we'll just try to throw him on the horse. All right, so time give down. me give me a death test. Ooh, eighteen. Get a little bit worse. Does anyone have a healing thing they can dump in them? Yeah, I yeah. do. In my back. <laughs> All right, so now that you're kind of in slightly less danger, uh, do you want to pause and try and bring Scotsmer or not Scotsmer? Do you want to try and pause and bring uh, Gorin back out of it? Do you want to try and put some distance between you and? Uh, the hall as fast as you can. Well, can I just dump one of those things down his throat? Yeah. If you have one on you, yes. I was going to say you wanted to search yeah. one real quick. Yes. Yeah, so you're going to pop one and feed it to him real quick? Yeah. I mean, I was sat there. I was standing there watching him run that way, so I yeah. figured I'd grab something. Yeah. And I have a uh, herbal cure. I actually have five of them, so I will get rid of one of those to dump down his throat. Sounds good. Yeah, so what's the herbal cure? It's like one it's like what one D four just one point of five. It's one D four, but I think like you get an extra one if you're trained in it, but I'm not Yeah, and you're not you have Medicus, yeah. So Alright, Gorin, give me a one D four, see how much you get back from Nice. Three. Yeah, whole three points. So yeah, you kind of three snap years. back to it just gasping. Get off me. <laughs> yeah. So, and behind you, you just see kind of this mass of undead skeletons, partially zombified humans, and just kind of these burning, gigantic, hateful eyes slowly approaching towards the door. I'm assuming you all just take off running as fast as you can across the field? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you're booking it and kind of like just pouring out of the entrance to this place come, come the undead. The Effigy's not started to follow them just yet, but kind of you're, you got a nice head start. They're having a hard time funneling through the door because it's they're a undead and b. It's not a huge opening, but they kind of come spilling out behind you. So this is a giant wave, and you're off. You're moving across the field as fast as you can, and you get about two thirds of the way back across the field. You're seeing like there's just a giant mass of the undead still falling. They've not caught up. 
uh, but you see kind of behind you, maybe you look over a shoulder and says you hear this like sickening crackening uh, cracking sound as kind of the tree starts to split open and the effigy even taller just kind of steps out of this crack in the tree almost like it's growing out you see gross roots and tendrils kind of streaming out of this thing to form a larger version of the uh deer-headed effigy from inside and it kind of like it's got the same burning eyes it's not clear if it's still connected to the tree directly or if it's independent but kind of it points at you across the entirety of this clearing. You're basically at the wood line at this point. You're still just hightailing it as hard as you can. You're winded. It's tough. Like it's you're, you're burning. You're, things are getting tired at this point. There's kind of a wall of undead behind you. They've managed to kind of pour out enough that it's just a horde. And if they catch you, bad things will happen. Just kind of from this effigy that lets out this horrifying bellow that you can't quite understand. In a traditional sense, but under but deep down, you hear it just yell, kind of like "get him" or "you will regret this" or something along those lines. It just echoes in this clearing of sorts. But you're in the tree line, then you're, you're you're out of the space. What do you do? Do you keep going? Like, what's the plan? But yeah, keep running. Yeah, I don't yeah, think we should stop. We we ain't stopping for probably. I, I don't plan on stopping tonight. I just plan on us just going sure all right yeah so uh, you're, you're still moving through this uh, people give me a vigilance check as you're just hightailing it as fast as you can still four to ten four in well i failed because i am just scared witless 12 out of 11 yeah i failed with a 19 out of my 14 i have the highest vigilance of anyone here eight out of 12 success yeah, so those of you that are, that didn't that pass this, you see kind of just like the forest around you is almost like reaching out towards you. Like the trees are like slowly bending and cracking trying to get at you. They're not getting there though. I'm like kind of this persists for a little while. You're not quite sure how long or how far you keep moving, but slowly kind of the reaching effect, the kind of the presence seems to subside ever so slowly back into the woods kind of thing and you look up, and the sun has begun to set. The, the, the sky's kind of a blood-red color across the treetops from what you can see. Uh, you feel that kind of odd presence receding slowly to the back of your body kind of thing. It's dissipating some, but uh, something remains there. Uh, it's You've all gained one permanent corruption from this, just kind of the horrible feeling inside of you that just experiencing that thing has forever changed all of you. So everyone goes up one corruption as a result of this. Where does that go? So, on the character sheet, there should be a, next year, should be a permanent and there should be a temporary corruption. Give yourself one permanent corruption. Now, is the temporary corruption, I had four from the last combat, is that cleared now that we're out of combat? Does that go to zero, or does that now, like, sit at one? No, no. So um, temporary is different than permanent. So the way okay. thresholds work is your threshold is your permanent plus your temporary. And that's when when you bust through that kind of when that addition busts through your threshold, then you take more permanent corruption. But it's now so you now have one permanent corruption at all times, but your temporary is different. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is now in my temporary, I can only take six, whereas before I could take seven. Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to clarify. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, think of it this way. You kind of just, 
you just stood next to within kind of little reaching distance of the equivalent of like a nuclear reactor, but of terrible magic. Neat. Yeah. Well, this is what you write home about when you go vacationing in these woods. <laughs> so what's the plan now? You like you kind of it's it's nightfall. You're gonna keep moving for the time being. Uh, is the plan to just go south at this point and then kind of try and cut across? Like you're trying to try and follow the path, find the way back to the path you took and head back. What's the play? No, no, no. My my play is we were heading directly south, and we're just gonna keep heading south, and we're not stopping. Not a bad plan. If I had my way, we probably won't stop until we're out of this. But I don't think we can do that. That will be several days of marching at that point. That yeah. will definitely take a toll. But at least we're going to force march tonight. Yeah. Did we manage to get any saddlebags of other treasure? Yeah, you got stuff. Yeah, you got you got treasure. Nice. Uh, mostly, I got a lot of treasure from art that was already collected outside. I don't know what you guys brought with you. Nothing other than the helmet out of there, I don't think. But I at least got the treasure that was already collected outside. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's, you know, yeah, once we get to the edge of the forest, stash our treasure and then just return to this the village with uh, the crown. All right, so everyone give me a cunning check. I got a two out of ten. Five out of eight success. Stout got a six out of six. Wow. Six out of six. Yeah. So cunning. The most cunning of ogres. (laughs) Yeah, so Gorin, the uh, the, the woodsman, the experienced treasure hunter, he's not doing so great. Yeah, he's... He almost died today kind of thing. He's not capable of helping to navigate, but the rest of you kind of put your heads together and maybe Murtaugh helps some, maybe you just get lucky, but you slowly start making your way out of the forest. You feel, you find south, you find a pretty okay path to follow. Um, Who rolled the highest on that? That would be Roja. Uh, Give me a 1d10 roll. Okay. Uh, I got a 1. Hopefully 1s are good. Yeah, so... You're not quite sure how, but you managed to kind of just three days later after a painful, exaggerated, like just long hours of walking. I'm assuming you kind of walk to you more or less almost drop. You emerge from the forest three days later, kind of like onto just a road that seems to skirt along the edges of Davakar in some ways. Like it's the entire time, though, you've been haunted by kind of strange bird calls and. Every time a tree made a creaking sound, you've jumped at it. You've you've been sleeping terribly since you left, kind of thing. Like it's it's been a rough couple of days. It's you're banged up, you're bloody. You've not kind of like just based on the kind of ridiculous hours you've been walking and trudging through the woods, you've recovered no toughness, unfortunately. But uh, it's just been rough. I'm assuming you've been barely eating, just kind of trying to keep going at all times. Like what foraging you've done has been probably like mushrooms and moss, hypothetically. I, it's but yeah, no, you emerge from the edges of Davakar back into, for better or worse, middle of nowhere Ambria. And more importantly, kind of off way in the distance, like probably a couple more days walk from where you're standing, though 
you see the small glint of the beacon of Thistlehold. Just way off in the distance, though. Your feet are sore, your muscles ache, but yeah, no, you're you're out of Davakar, thank God. Well, I'm not going back there. Maybe we should take a camp, rest up after days of wandering the forest. Can we bury the treasure first? That seems like a good idea. <laughs> How deep do you bury it? Six feet deep. Okay. Yeah, so you spend some time digging this. It takes up probably the rest of the day, kind of, you're putting the final mounds of dirt on this thing as the sun slowly slips below the horizon. Give me a discreet check, everyone. <laughs> hey, I passed the game with two out of ten. That succeeds two out of five. Oh. Wow, Stout, man, you've been rolling awesome with this. <laughs> That's like that two out of two defense I had. That was awesome. Turns out Stout's rolling a D6. Um, <laughs> I, f- I failed with a 15 out of 10. Thorin also failed. All right, so whoever has the highest persuaded of all of you, we'll have to figure that one out. Give me a persuade roll. I'll even give you a plus two on it. I have 15. Yeah, let's see that then. 11 out of 17. Yeah, so some people pass you by as you're working, and they kind of stop and ask, and you manage to kind of explain away what you're doing. Like, they kind of, like, you feel pretty confident they're not going to come back and see your stuff, or that they know where they're at kind of thing. They're just like, oh, he's doing, they're doing something weird, or they're burying some stuff. You kind of manage to, you spill it off. It's like, oh, we're burying some supplies where we have to come back and get it kind of thing. Like, you probably spell some lie, but oh, you can't, like, it's like a... It's some stuff you can't bring into Thistlehold for whatever reason. They're like, oh, okay, whatever, smugglers, and we'll roll your eyes, roll their eyes at you and kind of keep going. Not all horses make it out of Davakar. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Burying a horse. Yeah, no. That's just been a convincing story, though. I mean, we went in a tra- we went in one to attract predators. We would have left it there. And we could leave it here, but it might attract predators, so we're burying it. Yeah, it's a public safety move. Yeah. Yeah. We went and we left it in the forest, but the last time we did that, it came back. <laughs> Not a bad explanation, honestly. Yeah, so I'm assuming you just kind of like make your way to this hold over the next couple of days, do some light foraging for food and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm assuming you left most of your supplies in the forest when you hightailed it out of there. Yeah. I will say this, like, as you've been, since you're now out of Davakar and you kind of have this weird crown, you have been hungry. Like, I believe you didn't eat for a few days getting out of there, just kind of hightailing it through the woods and living on what you could scavenge, but, like, you feel increasingly hungry as these days go on. Like, you've all been without food once or twice in your life, easily, given the setting, but, like, this is some real hunger. This is like eating entire pig levels of hunger you're experiencing. But yeah, two days later you arrive at the gates of Thistlehold. Your paperwork gets you through. You are somehow safely back at Thistlehold. What do you do now that you're inside the city limits? Make a beeline to that inn. Alright. Drop this shit off and get something to eat. Head it off to the inn? 
I want to make sure he undoes my brand. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's off to the Rose Garden Inn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. You go inside. Uh, you're, you're kind of carrying this artifact through town. Uh, you're probably not feeling great about the fact you're carrying it. Did you take any preparations to like hide there? Did you wrap it up or anything like that? You're just kind of carrying this weird uh, stag-antlered crown thing. Burlap. All right, yeah, you, you finally kind of wrapped it up in some supplies or some of the, maybe you took some of the stuff, supplies off the horses or something to, carry, to wrap it up in. Yeah, I think we would have at least covered it crudely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Are we still drawn eyes, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely suspicious. It's not like a small item you're carrying, and you do kind of have the look of people that have been in Davakar, so probably a couple people take note of you. You feel like you're being watched as you move through town some. You do have a conspicuous item. Yeah, you arrive at the Rose Garden Inn. You, you go inside. Yarkin's not there waiting for you. He's not he's not down in the law, kind of the main area kind of thing. You go up to the room he was in previously? Yeah. You, you go up to the room, do you knock on the door, do you just kind of barge into it? What's the plan? Knock. Alright, so you said you knock though, right? Yeah, let's knock. Yeah. Alright, so you you knock on the door and like as you hit the door, it slowly swings inward. To reveal Yarkin kind of tied to a chair in the room and a mysterious kind of hooded figure wearing a mask, kind of pulled up his hood, kind of like a face mask pulled up over his nose, sitting on the bed opposite him. He's kind of sitting there, looks like he's been waiting for you, looks at all of you. Welcome back to Thistlehold. I assume that's uh, Yarkin's treasure he's been telling me so much about. Well, not so quick. We were promised stuff. Oh, and, and indeed, I intend to make sure that uh, Yarkin honors his half of the deal. I got, so, uh, for the record, Scotsmer, you recognize this guy. This is the guy you tried tailing earlier. Mm-hmm. And for the record, I curse him again. That's fair. Yeah, he's kind of sitting there, kind of like, well, he's the evil eye, looks at you, he's like, Okay, whatever, kind of thing. He's like, got me a little corruption or whatever. Uh yeah, yeah. The resolute. Oh, start with the resolute, and then okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roll the corruption. Yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, it applies automatically. Yep. Roll that corruption. Two. All right. Yeah. So you're doing that. The guy's looking at you. Kind of. He's like, let me, let me make it simple. He owes my boss a lot of money. And this whole treasure quest he, he sent you on, well, that was to pay us off. Uh, let me cut up the middle, man. I'll just take the crown for you. And then he kind of like pulls like a wad of paper out of his pocket. And we'll then go down to the blacksmith right now and get you processed out. Uh, Yarkin never has to touch it. Uh, his debts with us are more or less clear. Kind of like gets up, like punches the dude in the arm a little bit. After you run up your tab again, buddy. Gotta stay away from that gambling. Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure whatever you brought back, this crown you've been obsessed with for years, I'm sure it's it's worth something. We'll find a use for it. I'm sure. Someone wants to buy something. Uh, it's a crown after all. Someone's gonna want to buy that and be a weirdo with that. Call themselves the king of Davakar or something. Who the hell knows? So kind of like stands up, kind of extends a hand. Uh, 
the crown, if you will. Is, um, is he gagged? Um. Yeah. Um, could, could you take his gag off? Yeah, sure. I suppose. I like. I just want to. I just want to confirm that he does own a debt to you. And I won't give something away. So, kind of like pulls a knife out of his pocket, cuts the gag out of um, Yarkin's mouth. He spits blood on the floor. He's been beaten up quite a bit for this. Is like the guy just like he, he looks crestfallen. Like he, he looks defeated. As is like this has not gone the way he hoped it would. He's just kind of like. Just, just give it to him. Oh, that's all I needed. I, uh, who had the? I think it was. Doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. How about we hand it over to you after you fix our brands? Oh, I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, brands first, treasure second. I, I can respect that guy kind of holds his hand up, and you see that he's got one of the brands on his arm. I, I was also similarly brought to Thistlehole under a similar manner as you. Um, kind of like. Hicks Yarkin in the guts at this point by this same asshole as well, in fact, actually. Tell me, you, you found it. What was there? We didn't make it past the Silk Court. Oh, we went there too. That was fun. So, so where was the crown? Like, what was this thing? I mean, it's it's a crown, but I wouldn't wear it. It... I w- well, I mean, I don't know if it's outside of the forest. Maybe it won't do anything, but the last poor soul who put it on became, well, he became the overseer. He became desiccated. His body was withered away. We saw it ourselves. It killed him before us. Not just withered. He was misshapen. Like an abomination. I would never venture to put it on. Totally destroyed him. Got it. Don't put the crown on. Sell it to some sucker that will. Okay, cool. I mean, may I make a suggestion who you might want to sell it to? Hmm? Find a, like, richy restaurant that really wants to pack people in. This thing has something to do with feasts, and it really makes you hungry. You don't say. Kind of mulls it over for a sec. You got a bar to rebuild. This might replace the boarhead we had. Good to know. I'll pass that on to the boss. I mean, I will state, though, that the last feasters around this crown were all undead abominations, but eh, I doubt that'll happen here. Eh, that's, that's, that's Davakar at that point. You know, it's just full of horrible things. But yeah, so I, I got places to be. You got places to get back to, I assume. Let's go handle this brand business. So, kind of like shoes you out of the room. Kind of like leaves Yarkin still tied up in the chair, though, and stuff like that. He's like, you can have him if you want. Um, His debt's paid to us at this point, so I can leave him here. I can let him loose. So this is up to you, I guess, at this point. I, he, he, as far as I'm concerned, he can live or die. I mean, yeah. Let him go. I mean, he did send us off to our deaths, but that's no more than probably anybody else would. Let him go and fix our brands. Fine, fine, fine. Like, cuts Yarkin's bonds and kind of Yarkin like slowly falls out of the chair onto the floor. 
Guy takes him again on the ground. All right, blacksmith time. Kind of ushers you out of the room, kind of across town to a blacksmith. Like, this is a seedy blacksmith, too, and walks up, kind of flashes some papers, marks, like, shows that they've been marked as completed or whatever the right phrase is for it, and the guy kind of goes in back, comes back with a weird, like, ornate-looking brand thing, starts heating it up for you. Guy kind of sits down, just like a pile of hay or something. Made out of Davikar. That's more than my friends are capable of doing. I'm not going to ask a lot of questions, but if you want to look for employment, uh, my, my my boss has some openings, I'm sure, I suppose. But yeah, no. Congrats on your first trip, I suppose. Uh, and kind of like so, Blacksmith comes over and starts like mixing off your brands. And kind of just a sickening kind of hiss as it hits your as it hits your skin, but. It's weird. When you have these applied, it just hurt and smelled terrible. This time, it kind of it, it hurts. It's blinding pain still as, as you are getting branded for this to get released from this system. But there's something about maybe it's the smell of the cooking meat or something like that. Uh, it's, it just kind of brings you back. It, it almost smells good. It, it, again, you guys are really hungry as all of this. Like You could use a drink, maybe 10, 20 drinks after everything you've been through. Uh, a meal would be real nice. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and just like something about the smell of cooking flesh, just yeah, it's something about it reminds you of better times. Maybe you kind of flash back to a happy memory of the last good meal you had before you went to prison. We're not quite sure which, but I through kind of the wrapping on the skull, you swear you briefly see just a slight green glow where the eyes would most likely be in the wrap. But maybe you don't, maybe you do. You're free men now. You're free to go about. Uh, this strange figure has offered you maybe some extra employment. Some of you may want to go out to the what you were up to previously. Some of you may not. But kind of, we're going to kind of zoom out of Thistlehold and kind of kind of see like just how insignificantly small this will hold in the rest of Ambria is compared to Davokar. Kind of as we kind of zoom farther out, you see just kind of maybe where this clearing was, maybe where it's not, but yeah, that's where we're gonna end this. You're all free men and women. You've successfully braved the depths of Davokar. You've brought back this crown. You've bowed low before a head crown. You've survived where oh so many adventurers it seems, so many treasure hunters have failed horribly before you. I feel hey. like we, we did more of a running out of fear and shooting on the run than we did bravely marching out. Hey, you made it out, though. I got dragged out. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Simba Rim. Simba Rim.